Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues here on American Family Radio. Thank you for listening, as always, to AFR. Uh, Joining me to co-host the program today is the same crew that was with me yesterday, Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, Tim. Chris Wood. Morning. Is that a delay on purpose, Chris, or... (laughs) No, sir. I heard a glitch in the audio, so I wasn't sure if you were still. I didn't want to speak over you. <laughs> okay, thank you, Chris. Good morning, Chris. How you doing, brother? I'm well. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, and Ray Pritchard. How you doing, brother Ray? Hey, everything's good here in KC. How are you doing, Tim? Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, weather report for for that it part was, of the country is it what? It was 27 degrees this morning. So, getting into more of what we think should be Christmas weather, right? So no snow mm-hmm. yet, but uh, we, we're under. I think right now it's about thirty-one degrees here. So it's a, it's a nice sunny, chilly day here. Have you guys I heard the, where... the weather here in Tupelo <laughs> for Christmas? Yeah, seventy what? Seventy-eight degrees. Oh no! Break out I the know, summer I'm thinking, wear. I'm thinking we're you having never put a... it away. Really, <laughs> I mean you we're know. I'll, I'll end up wearing those shorts again. <laughs> I'm thinking of that Bing Crosby song about Hawaiian yeah. Christmas. Melakaliki Maka. Uh, that's right. Uh, Chris, that was good, it. man. Very good, very good. <laughs> Got your Hawaiian down. I'm from the islands. Uh, <laughs> that anyway. was Jamaican. But. Yeah, it's going to be warm and warm next week, too, for the most part in the 70s, uh, which is highly unusual. Uh, but, hey, I'm not complaining uh, at all. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, all right, so uh, we got a lot to talk about. We want to get to our first guest pretty quick, and that's our own Abraham Hamilton III. Abe is general counsel uh, for American Family Association, and he also uh, is heard each afternoon here on American Family Radio with the Hamilton Corner, and he joins us now. Good morning, Abe. Good morning. How you doing? Doing well. You, uh, I appreciate you coming on with us. I know you're on Christmas break. Uh, how's the family? Oh, everybody's doing well. They're they're all excited uh, to be approaching Christmas, so it's it's a good day in the Hamilton household. How many Hamilton? How many Hamilton children we got now? We have five. We have five for now. We'll see what happens. <laughs> That's oh. what I was asking. He's raising a jury. <laughs> it's like uh, Dr. Fauci's recommendations. There. It's ever changing. Uh, there. <laughs> I had to except mine are based Fauci. in science, I, literally, I not figuratively. I need to be more in the Christmas spirit and quit taking shots at Dr. Fauci and pray for him. Um, He's the Grinch. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Okay, Abe. So tell us uh, the, the the status of the uh, lawsuit uh, that we were a party of, uh, having to do with the uh, COVID uh, mandates that the president. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what you would say, mandated, authorized, so forth. Go ahead and yeah. talk about that. Yeah, mandated. Yeah. So most people are aware uh, that the Biden administration, through OSHA, uh, implemented or imposed a mandate on all private employers, including. Uh, churches, ministries, you name it, that it have 100 employees or more, uh, which would include the American Family Association, requiring all employee requiring the 
private employer to mandate that its staff, all 100 plus people, be either uh, recipients of the vaccine injection or test every week for those who have not been injected. They have to test every week. Well, that case was filed. I mean, that that mandate was issued. Lawsuits were filed all over the country in every circuit, uh, federal circuit of the nation, including uh, our circuit, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, which immediately granted a stay on the Biden administration's mandate, basically telling them you cannot do this. There's litigation pending. So until the case is fully vetted through the court system, this mandate cannot go into effect uh, because lawsuits were filed in every circuit around the country. Uh, it was an OSHA regulation. So the status of the litigation went into a court lottery system, which resulted in all of these cases being consolidated in the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. Well, as soon as the case got to the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, the Biden administration said to the Sixth Circuit, why don't you ignore what the Fifth Circuit said and, and overturn their stay, dissolve their stay and allow the mandate to go into effect. And whatever happens in court, let that happen down the line, but let this mandate go into effect. Unfortunately, Friday this past week, uh, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals agreed with the Biden administration. It was a three-judge panel consisting of Judge Jane Stranch, Judge Julia Gibbons, and Judge Joan Larson. Uh, two of those judges, Judges Stranch and Gibbons, agreed to allow this stay to be dissolved. Uh, Judge Stranch wrote the majority opinion. She was an Obama appointee in 2010, joined by Judge Julia Gibbons, who was a George W. Bush appointee from 2002, uh, the lone dissenter was Judge Joan Larson, who was a Trump appointee in 2017. Well, as soon as the Sixth Circuit uh, made that decision on Friday, we filed an emergency appeal to the United States Supreme Court on Saturday. As soon after us filing our emergency appeal and specifically what we asked the Supreme Court to do was to overturn the Sixth Circuit's dissolution of the state to allow the state to remain intact until the issue can be litigated on the merits that will ultimately end up in the Supreme Court. Uh, and so in light of our emergency petition, the United States Supreme Court gave the Biden administration until 4 p.m. Eastern time next Thursday to respond to our emergency appeal to explain why uh, the Supreme Court shouldn't grant what we've requested of them. Now, who are the plaintiffs uh, here and who's representing so, us? It's a lot of plaintiffs. So okay, well, we go ahead. are. We got an hour. We got an hour, and uh, <laughs> right, it's 10, a lot of plaintiffs. Like I said, minutes. yeah, Keep cases doing, were filed uh, in every. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Tim. Go ahead. Do them in alphabetical order, if you would. That, no, I'm teasing. Uh, <laughs> I cannot well, do that. <laughs> uh, okay, so, uh, but but American Family Association, our ministry, yes. right? Yes. And yes. Uh, Answers in Genesis is another, and and we are represented by First Liberty out of Plano, Texas. Mm -hmm. Okay, First Liberty, Kelly Shackelford, mm -hmm. they are That's the right. attorneys uh, that are handling this. What do you, what do you think, uh, do you care to make any kind of a prognostication here? What's what's the next step? What, what's going what's to happen? Do you think the, gov the government, by, by that I mean the federal government, the Biden administration, their lawyers are going to come, the, the Supreme Court has said, you got to you got to defend uh, <clears throat> this mandate, uh, right? you got to, by, by December, the yeah. what did you say it was? 30th. Yeah. So what the Supreme 30th. Court has said that the Biden administration has to explain to them in, in a brief, a written petition, a written brief, why uh, they need to explain why the Supreme Court should not grant our request to keep the Fifth Circuit stay in place until the case can be litigated fully on its merits. And so the Supreme Court gave them a deadline of 4 p.m. Eastern Thursday. I, what I suspect is that I think the court uh, will 
overturn the Sixth Circuit's decision and uh, reinstitute the stay pending the case being litigated on its merits. Uh, Judge Joan Larson, who I mentioned, uh, highlighted in her dissent that there are a bevy of issues uh, in order for the court to ignore the stay. The court would basically have to say there is no likelihood that any of these petitioners will succeed on the merits. And she said, I think they will succeed on the merits. And so there's really no harm in keeping the stay in place until the full case can be litigated before the court because it is being litigated in an emergency posture. Uh, just knowing just in November we were starting in the Fifth Circuit and we're already at the Supreme Court <laughs> in December, which gives you an indication as to how quickly this case is being considered. So I I am hopeful and I expect the, the Supreme Court to overturn the Sixth Circuit's decision to reinstitute the stay. And ultimately, this issue will be resolved on its merits at the Supreme Court. Tim, I just had a quick question for Abe. Uh, yes, go ahead. Uh, when the Fifth Circuit uh, issued its stay, they based their argument on, I think, basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, the president of the United States does not have a constitutional right to put forward a mandate of this magnitude. I noted in the Sixth Circuit when they said they were going to overturn, there was no mention of the Constitution. Uh, that, that judge just said, you know, I think it's a good idea that people who work in these places are protected from the unvaccinated. So that's how I feel. Uh, that, that's a brief summary of, of what I took from both of those decisions. But she made no mention of the Constitution. Yeah, that that. That that constitution thing seems to get in the way of agendas that cannot be supported legally. Um, yeah, I mean, Judge Stranch basically said that, well, because of this uh, situation, I do think it's a good idea. And Judge Gibbons joined in on that, saying that well, we have deference towards exec executive agencies. So we're just going to allow this to go forward. And Judge Larson uh, said, uh, no way. This is a clear legal issue where the question is whether or not Congress has granted to. <coughs> OSHA, the authority to impose this type of mandate. So um, it, it is interesting, as you noted, that there wasn't as much conversation or any conversation about uh, the Constitution in Judge Stranch's opinion, not very much of it at all. Um, however, I, I, I'm hopeful and I believe that the Supreme Court will reverse the Sixth Circuit's decision. Amen. Well, I'm going to make a couple of predictions here, <clears throat> okay? Number one, Alabama will win. <laughs> That's uh, I know I'm going out on a limb right right. There with that. One. You think they're going to squeak by Cincinnati? I, I do, I do, I do. And, and uh, secondly, <laughs> I think the uh, the the Supreme Court of the United States will hear this case in probably early January, and our side will win. And uh, we, by our side, I mean those who do not agree that the one person here, the President of the United States, has the authority to, uh, uh, through through the executive branch of federal government, make millions of Americans um, comply with a with a uh, a health mandate. Uh, mm -hmm. In this case, uh, an injection into your bloodstream of a vaccine. Or uh, this, he does allow for the uh, in his mandate to testing once a week for companies uh, and businesses that are 100 employees or are above. Again, to me, it seems wildly inconsistent when you <clears throat> when you uh, exempt from that com companies with under 100 employees because uh, I guess mm -hmm. they can't spread COVID uh, if they're I under. <laughs> and I mean, and remember the testing is only for the unvaccinated those who haven't been injected which right. assumes something about those who have been injected that is not true as if they cannot contract nor spread 
coronavirus. But please continue. Yeah. Again, folks, <laughs> I just want to remind you, had President Trump not won in 2016, we, we would uh, – it this country would be – in uh, a worse mess by far because the judges that the president uh, president trump appointed were conservative constitutional judges and had hillary clinton won and appointed three supreme court justices uh, in the mold of uh sort of my or mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> the, the far left uh you know they would be rubber stamping anything a liberal president wanted to do in uh, in this case biden well listen abe thanks so much uh if you had to guess on my prediction there not the alabama win but i'm talking mm-hmm. about the uh, supreme court uh, uh overturning the biden mandate what do you think the chances of that happening are i think you're right i and i'm hopeful and i do think you're right because just on the the basis of the law itself the constitution itself the U.S. Constitution has not granted the federal government's executive branch the authority to compel private employers to become uh, enforcement health enforcement arms of the federal government. It, it, you cannot do that. Uh, there are a host of issues with the First Amendment notwithstanding, uh, and, and Judge Larson pointed that out in her dissent, and I think the Supreme Court will ultimately uh, rule in, in, in our favor, which is to overturn the Biden mandate. All right. Hey, Merry Christmas, my friend. Tell the family hello, and uh, we, we appreciate you uh, coming on with us this morning. You, you left out one other thing, though. All uh, right. The New Orleans Saints owns the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah. Who that talking smack? I've never <laughs> seen Tom Brady there. so upset. <laughs> Didn't even score a point against the uh, <laughs> New Orleans Saints. Yeah, good note. Thank you, I Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Ray, comment on on this, if you will. Well, I think everything that has been said so far is is certainly the way it's going to come to pass. I think the stay is going to be lifted and the decision is going to be in our favor. And I, I was just wondering to myself that if this private employer mandate is overturned, I wonder what the Biden administration will do next. They won't be happy about this, but it'll certainly be a step toward freedom, right, and a step toward liberty if this terrible <clears throat> mandate is ruled unconstitutional as it should be, it's not going to be you the know, end. He, it's not be the end of yeah. the war, Tim. It's going to be maybe just one battle. It was interesting to me. Uh, uh, by the way, you're listening to the radio program Today's Issues here on American Family Radio. If you want to watch on the internet, go to Facebook or YouTube. Type in Today's Issues, and you can watch the live video stream of the show. I'm Tim with Fred, and Chris, and Ray. I'm going to ask you. Uh, you guys, uh, I don't know if you saw uh, the president's remarks yesterday. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, he he, um, he he did acknowledge uh, a couple things. Uh, uh, Fred and then Christian comment. Okay, he, he said that <clears throat> that this mandate, his mandate, was unpopular. Yes. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, for those who haven't heard it, we have a shortcut here of him saying. Oh, that. do we? Okay. We now do. go ahead. Cut number two. I know vaccination requirements are unpopular for many, not even popular for those who are anxious to get them. My administration has put them in place not to control your life, but to save your life. Right. Not to control your life. Not to control your life, but to save your life. Mm. By the way, let me remind everybody that a year ago, President, uh, I guess then he was uh, President-elect, Biden said, they asked him, are you going to issue a, a, a mandate? 
having to do with uh, vaccines, and he said no. He said no emphatically, mm-hmm. and then he changed after he became president and into the uh, a few months into the pandemic. Uh, that thing he did, uh, he did credit. Uh, I guess he said the prior administration. Yeah, is that the way? You, Never you mention that, the Chris? name. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that audio, but I can verify that it's yes. Mm-hmm. That's what well, and that was uh, nice of him to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the for for President Biden to acknowledge the obvious that, uh, and and President Trump was uh, he, he it, as I said, President Biden said uh, thanks to the previous administration, the vaccines got out quick. And then uh, he said, my, my administration has been rolling them out. Chris, you want to comment on that? Well, yeah, he also uh, gave Trump a shout-out for Trump getting a booster. <laughs> and, and that was part of another effort to get people to get a booster. It, basically, he was saying, you know, Trump got one, you should get one too. Uh, Trump, yeah. uh, Trump got a booster, uh, and there were news stories about that in the last few days. Uh, some Trump supporters were not happy to hear that, but... Uh, no, yeah, no talk, no talk, Ray. Yesterday, the unvaxxed are going to die this winter. You know, that was one of the most, that, that statement that came out from the White House you're talking about is one of the most harmful that we can yeah. think of. I mean, basically, not just threatening, but threatening the unvaccinated with death. It's going to be a hard, miserable winter, and many of you are going to die. And, and Merry Christmas. But Merry wait, Christmas. I got a puppy. Yeah, I mean, it was like a weird segue for him. We have that audio if you'd like to hear. Which was this, this gloom and doom audio? This is his demonization. Got, uh, Chris, of, all right, ladies and uh, gentlemen, this is this was a, a, a Christmas from the White House. Um, <laughs> uh, well wishes from our president. Let, let's hear that, Fred. Okay. You have good reason to be concerned. You're at a higher risk, getting severely ill from COVID-19, getting hospitalized, and even dying. Omicron is serious, potentially deadly business for unvaccinated people. But it's your choice. Your choice is not just a choice about you. It affects other people. <laughs> all right. It, I guess we're all speechless here. I don't know. It wasn't uh, as creepy the, as do you hear what I hear? But, yeah, it was It was out there. All right. So uh, <laughs> that, that was – Basically, the president is saying uh, yesterday he basically just rehashed uh, the uh, get vaccinated or mm-hmm. <clears throat> or you're in bad trouble uh, message. He did, uh, I guess, a couple things. Said he's going to send out some federal workers to help with hospitals that Correct. are over military that people, are overrun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm hearing reports from around the country hospitals that uh, are having trouble uh, meeting demand is because of staffing. Bingo. And yes. why are they short of staff, Mr. President? Yeah. That, well, and, and a, a lot of hospitals, hospital, I don't understand the hospital business necessarily very well, but I do know that there are companies that own hospital that basically change, like Holiday Inn or, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and those, a lot of those big companies that own hospitals are uh, saying they're, they're no longer going to require <clears throat> the vaccine shot mandates for their employees because they can't afford to because they are, um, you know, they don't have enough workers. They got beds. They got hospital beds. They just don't have staffing. They just don't have enough nurses, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, or hospital workers. Uh, Ray, you hearing the same thing? Uh, well, well, uh, yesterday Amtrak said they're going to drop their mandate. It's happening all over the country because – uh, I understand, been told that the air traffic controllers have tried to enforce this mandate, and they're 
about to lose thousands of air traffic controllers, which would completely paralyze air traffic here in America. I'm just thinking, if I was the president and I wanted to turn around my sinking poll numbers, I would say we have made the decision to drop all mandates across the country. We encourage you to get vaccinated, but there are no more mandates. I think think that one thing would would get his approval numbers going in the right direction. No, I I agree. I think he would see a 10% bump. Yeah. Uh, in a, in his approval ratings, maybe not that much, five to ten percent bump in his approval ratings as he would just announce he was dropping these mandates, which he himself admitted yesterday were unpopular in a lot of circles. And it, right, Fred, it's kind of like this too. Human nature is as such. Uh, <clears throat> if you try to persuade somebody to do something and that it's in their best interest, uh, that's more effective than saying. Uh, you know what? I'm going to hold your head underwater yeah. until <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hold your head underwater until you do what I tell you to do. And people don't people don't react to that very well, Fred. Well, uh, and they don't. And even his own vice president, uh, Kamala Harris, in an interview a couple of days ago, says it's time to stop blaming individuals. Yeah, I saw that. Now and we credited her. Yeah, for that. I I think that's very interesting. That from the same White House, you have two different tones. This thing yesterday, I again the president yesterday. It's your patriotic duty. Yeah. To get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. He, this, you know what? This is driving people crazy. You know what they remind me of? Uh, to use a, a an analogy, that they are their administration, particularly with the COVID response. Uh, basically, a you've got a car spinning its wheels in the mud mm. <laughs> huh? Mm-hmm. Tr- trying to get out of the ditch uh that's what they remind me of um and it seemed like to me almost every decision that they make everything that they say you know they've just hit the gas again and the car went down two more inches into the mud uh so i i, I think that uh, ray i agree with you i don't think it'll happen but i think that if he would rescind the mandates uh that that would be that would be a good thing for him to do. He's going to lose anyway at the Supreme Court. Chris, you were going to say yes. Well, I was something that's been kind of going under the radar is um, Pfizer and Merck have been working on what are being described as COVID treatment pills. Fox actually just did a big segment on this with one of their medical contributors uh, because this week it appears the USDA is going to uh, the US FDA, excuse me, is going to. Uh, okay the uh, the covid treatment pills now back in november fox did a segment with dr marty mccary who's been a guest on tony show washington watch before dr mccary john Hop- johns hopkins uh doctor not an easy school to get into dr mccary was of the opinion back in november that these new covid pills and the data that comes with them renders the medical case for vaccine mandates obsolete so here we are with treatment pills on the way at the same time the president of the united states is telling people you got to get shots well also to <clears throat> add to that the fact that the uh, the vaccine shots are not effective uh now as they were at one time mm-hmm. and so they're, they're waning i guess you need <laughs> in israel they're going for a fourth boost have you seen right. this yeah yeah i'm going i'm going you're kidding me four vaccine four vaccine shots in what eight months ten months that's just uh, ridiculous um, uh, also, when we get back, there's, a, there's another aspect of this I want to talk about because uh, there's a report that uh, says that vax, 
vaccine status could be tracked with a microchip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen this? Yes. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> Does that sound familiar? Yeah. It's happening it's in Sweden. Okay. Yeah. It is happening in Sweden now? Yep. Sure is. Okay. All right. Uh, we will be back with more of today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim, Ray, Chris, and Fred. And we welcome you back in a couple of minutes. Stay with us. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA upholds the truth that all human beings, including the unborn, are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation Thank you for standing with us. A vacation with a purpose. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. That's what some of our folks have called our spiritual heritage tours, which we're going to be doing again in 2022. Let me tell you what we do. We go on a trip to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. We see early American history there. And then we go to Washington, D.C. and George Washington's Mount Vernon on a separate tour. We do these in June and September. They're perfect weather months in that part of the country. Stephen McDowell, who is a historian and author of America's Providential History, he will be our expert on the trip. So we'll have a historian joining us on these tours. It's going to be a wonderful time together in our nation's capital and in Colonial Williamsburg in 2022. June and September. If you want to go, go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stearns. Stand by for news and commentary next. Everyone's goals for advancing their education look different. At Liberty University, we've helped thousands of students like you earn their dream degree. So no matter what your goal is, we can help you get there. With over 450 degrees from the associate to the doctoral level to choose from, most of which are 100% online, you'll find what you need to succeed. To discover which degree might be the best fit for you, text DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595. A terrific story from Orland Park, Illinois. A few weeks ago, the school superintendent announced a crackdown on Christmas decorations. No more Christmas trees, no more decking the halls with boughs of holly. Penguins were okay, but Santa Claus was not. Superintendent John Burke said his decision to ban Santa was about inclusion, making sure all of the kids felt welcomed and comfortable. When Mayor Keith Peacow heard about the ban, he took action, mobilized citizens to turn out for the school board meeting. The mayor pointed out that Christmas is a federal holiday authorized by Congress. He also noted even the White House, paid for with our tax dollars, is decked out with dozens of Christmas trees, also paid for by our tax dollars. All rock-solid arguments backed up by hundreds of angry moms and dads. So, long story short, they are now celebrating Christmas in Orland Park schools. How about that? I'm Todd Stearns. When you die, are you going to heaven or not? You can know for sure. Heaven or not. Dot net. But he saves the poor from the sword of their mouth and from the hand of the strong. So the helpless has hope 
and injustice has shut its mouth. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back. <clears throat> Pardon me. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. If you want to send us an email, the address is as follows, comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Tim, Chris, Fred, and Ray here. We thank you for listening to American Family Radio. So prior to the break, Fred, <clears throat> I was bringing up a story that uh, I saw in the, uh, it's called The Sun, which is a British news publication, is that right? That's correct. <laughs> Slash tabloid? Yes. <clears throat> um, and it says this, uh, the headline says this, Under Your Skin microchip implanted in your arm could track your COVID vaccine status with just a cell phone scan. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you said, uh, Fred, they're doing this in Yeah, there was a sto- story in the last few days in Sweden. Uh, this chip, uh, it's about the size of a grain of rice. And uh, I think there was even a video somewhere on this, and it's just inserted on the back of the hand. And uh, the way things are today, you can squeeze a whole pile of information into something that size. And, of course, they argue it's all about convenience. You don't have to worry about carrying a card in your wallet or anything. You just scan that, and uh, amongst the information in there would be your, your vaccination status. Uh, how many? Yeah, but what if it's the mark of the beast? Well, there's a discussion that we can have. There's a discussion I'm, I'm, we can have. Huh? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I don't think it's the mark of the beast. No. Uh, and there are a lot of people listening to us right now who are going, what in the world? They're talking about Bigfoot here? What are they talking about, these crazy Christians? Ray, what? what uh, it, okay, I'm going to try to be serious about this. <clears throat> okay. It, this is a serious matter. Sure. Okay, I'm not. There's a lot of jokes to be had here, and, and I won't get into them but but it is a serious matter that is to say uh could this be coming to our shores the meaning of the united states canada where fred's from the rest of the west with this swedish model um where you put a uh, microchip under somebody's arm and then you scan it with a cell phone to see if they're, you know, if their if their if their vaccine boosters are up to up to speed. I'm just saying, we could talk about that, but that's eerily similar to what the Bible teaches, right, about the mark of the beast. Am I am I right about that? Or? Well, the main thing we need to say, Tim, is there is such a thing as the mark of the beast. Right. Right. In in the last days, there's going to arise some sort of worldwide dictator who's going to be in control of the internet and communications over the whole world. And he's going to require everyone, the Bible says, Revelation 13, small or great, male or female, young or old, to get the mark of the beast on the hand or on the forehead. So in evaluating the question. Do you believe that literally? You, do you I'm believe sure. that? 100%. You do? Okay. Yes. Okay. I don't have any doubt. It's as Fred, it's in the Bible, right? It's in the Bible. <laughs> But it's not a uh, metaphor or a, uh, not a metaphor. What am I looking for? It's not symbolism. You would think that's actually re- really going to happen. Go ahead. 
right? No, I have no doubt. No doubt. If you look at the book of Revelation, if you just ask yourself, has this happened yet? No, hasn't happened yet. There is no worldwide ruler right now at this okay. moment who is in total domination of the whole world who will require his followers to have a mark on the hand or on the forehead. Now, if your other question is, could something like this microchip under the skin be a precursor? Uh, or Yes, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, well, yes, I, the, the answer the answer is certainly yes. Yeah, that uh, technologies are being developed. I mean, these tracking technologies are not new. We're all being tracked, Tim, all the time, right? Electronically, right. on your phone, in your car. Uh, they, whoever they are, they know where we are. They know what we're doing. So, could this be a move in that direction? Yes, but is this literally the mark of the beast? No, Fred. Yeah, I I agree with Ray on that, but I. I, I, our friend Jan Markell of Understanding the Times program that here in the weekend on American Family Radio, and 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 she has talked a lot about this in recent programs. I think what is happening right now, this this is my opinion, is that the world is being conditioned to accept these kinds of demands from the government. Unless you do this, and 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 we're doing this for your own good, people out there. You need to get this vaccination, and those who don't are being demonized, and that's a, it. it kind of matches up with the the whole narrative in Revelation. You can't buy food unless you have this mark. So now we're being told you're really bad people if you don't get vaccinated. This is what Biden repeated yesterday, and so we're being conditioned. The other part of this is that uh, the what's being done in Sweden right now is being sold as a convenience. Uh, gee, how convenient it is to have a little thing under your skin on the back of your hand uh, that has all the information the government requires, has all the information that TSA requires at the airport, and uh, you don't have to worry about updating your, you know, something uh, that you keep in your wallet or whatever the case may be. It's all right there, and we'll just add the information as required. And I just think, you know, people are saying, yeah, that, that sounds like a good idea to me. So I think there's some conditioning that's going on right now across the world mm -hmm. that this pandemic and other things is creating that will make people more accepting when it does happen, when the Antichrist comes along during the tribulation, <clears throat> it'll make them more accepting to that idea. Now, the following statement's going to date me somewhat, guys, but I'm old enough to remember when this fellow by the name of Hal Lindsey wrote the best-selling yes. book back in the 70s called The Late Great Planet, Planet Earth. Earth. So millions, millions of copies. Okay, hard to believe, Fred. It's been 50 years <laughs> since. But I remember when the book came out. Uh -huh. And one of the more fantastic or unbelievable parts of the book is he talked about he talked about Revelation 13. He talked about the coming Antichrist. And he said one day, soon there's going to, going to be a mark on your hand or on your forehead. People, skeptics, laughed at that. In the 70s when Hal Lindsey wrote it, guys, nobody's laughing about that now because we're living in the days when that technology is now available. So, yes, I, I agree with you, Fred, and agree with Jan Markell. We're being conditioned to accept this sort of thing as normal when I don't think it's normal at all. It's a, a form of uh, it's a form of government control that we ought not to go along with. Now, I understand this Sweden's one place. U.S. hasn't happened here yet, but the technology, guys, it is at hand. Yeah. 
Well, uh, if I can just use plain English here, ain't nobody (laughs) going to put no (laughs) microchip under my arm if I have anything to say for it. And I don't care what reason they give. Uh, This is, uh, but they're doing this in Sweden, folks. We're not making this up. You can read about it. It's called a microchip implanted in your arm could track your vaccine status with just a cell phone scan. By the way, what if that information that was entered in your microchip is wrong? Yeah. Yes. What if you got mixed up with Bill Williams, you know, or. What, what, is, or, what if somebody hacked into your microchip? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And we used to, you imagine sitting there arguing with somebody about that, uh, you know, at an airport somewhere or something. And mm-hmm. this is just. Uh, but the fact is that this technology, the main point I wanted to bring up here is what this technology is available now. And I don't know how widespread it will become. Um, I don't think it will become widespread because uh, liberal, moderate, or conservative, there um, I think most people feel exactly like I expressed uh, with my <clears throat> with my plain man English there just a minute ago. But we'll see where this goes. But it is a story that's that's uh, out there. Uh, and I found it in the sun. Where did you find it, Fred? Same place? I, I saw um, it in one of the more mainstream media uh, this week. Uh, it was about Sweden, and I believe there was even a video showing this guy getting that little piece of now, rice. Now, that thing could happen. I'll tell, tell you where this kind of thing could happen, absolutely. And it could happen in in uh, no time, and that would be China. Yes, Communist China. Yeah. All the communist Chinese government, they dictate everything about everybody's oh, yeah. lives over in China. So I wouldn't be surprised, Chris, if this kind of thing wouldn't catch on over there. Yeah, and um, certainly uh, what often happens in um, Europe does tend to spill over into the U.S. Uh, at least there are people that are Americans. Uh, Bernie Sanders, for example, always points to uh European healthcare systems as a reason why we should have single payer, and Europe is doing this, so should we. So there, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you have two large uh, populations, uh, the European continent, and certainly uh, China, uh, doing it, you will see people here pushing it. And as you guys mentioned, um, the ease of convenience thing—that's something that is really, I think, pushed on uh, my generation. Uh, with the whole cashless society, where you can go and you can buy a cup of coffee with just you hold up your phone. Or you can go into a grocery store now, and uh, you can let them scan your phone, and you don't even have to hand them money and all these other things. People will slip into this thinking, well, you know, I don't have to stand in line, or I don't have to take my shoes off, or I don't have to do this and this and this. That's how they actually get people is on the convenience thing. We mm-hmm. actually, by the way, Brent, uh, the great <clears throat> legendary uh, Brent, Brent who Creeley, keeps all this producer. going. Has yeah. posted the link of this story that you guys were talking about on the Today's Issues Facebook page. Okay. So, so people can see what we're not making this up here. Uh, Brent posted it on our Today's Issues Facebook page. The story we're talking about that out of the sun, the U.S., uh, let's see, it's a, it's a British uh, mm-hmm. news source. It says, under your skin, a uh, microchip implanted in your arm could track your COVID vaccine status with just a cell phone scan you're listening to today's issues on american family radio one one other thing about i want to switch gears back for just a minute uh, about what biden did yesterday <clears throat> ray i said yesterday i used the word i think harris and, and biden and their administration uh <clears throat> have has been humbled somewhat by the uh by the their inability to stop covid right 
uh, last summer. Uh, basically, Biden said we can get back to our lives now. COVID is over. He didn't say it exactly like that, but that's right. basically what he said. And now, boom, here comes uh, Omicron. And who knows what other variants are on on the horizon. So uh, do you agree with my analysis there that I, I think they've I, been I said, somewhat I, humbled? Maybe humbled, also definitely frustrated. Look, the advisors in the White House can read the political polls, right? I mean, you would think at the end of the first year, your approval ratings would be either holding steady or maybe moving up a little bit. His are in the tank. They're going down, down, down. So his advisors, I mean, and they're looking ahead to the 2022 midterm elections, right? Which may be a bloodbath for the Democrats. So, Oh, it will be. So yeah. in, in that case, Tim, be. in that case, they're yeah. uh, humbled. Maybe this is just pragmatic politics, I think. Uh, this is the president trying to make the best of a bad situation. He knows it's interesting that he would actually admit that the uh, mandates are unpopular. Mm-hmm. Then why mm-hmm. don't you drop them? <laughs> yeah, isn't, yeah isn't they are. What, yeah, they are headed for a disaster. That is the Democrats in the in the fall, unless something changes radically. I mean, they just uh, well, you have your typical uh, and normal and historical, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, loss of uh, seats in the House of Representatives by the party of the sitting president, whoever, Republican or Democrat. That's usually what happens. And now in this case, you got Chris. You got that story about how many Democrats are retiring from the yes, House. Sir. I do. Yeah. Uh, go, go go for it. All right. This is from a Western Journal, and their headline is this. Bad news for Pelosi. In just 24 hours, three Democrats announced retirement from Congress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but that but it's a total of how many now? Uh, I think it's 25 or so. Uh, it's in that category, that? yeah. Read, read down there in that yeah. story. Uh, it says, uh, out of 23 Democrats, only eight are running for other offices. The other 15 are just retiring, as NPR so, reported. So 23. Yes. So far. So 23 Democrats in the House of Representatives have said they're not even going to run in the fall for various reasons. Some of them are retiring and uh, so forth. Spending time with family. But that's usually an indicator of... Uh, an acknowledgement that we're going to get beat mm-hmm. and we don't even want to go through with the race. you right. Right. Uh, we, don't, we don't. So also a lot of people, <clears throat> they don't like being in the minority. So in the house, for example, cause uh, it's really t- a detriment to be in the minority. And so I think a lot of these Democrats are saying, Hey, we're going to get wiped out in the fall. So I'm not even going to run for office. <clears throat> and uh, I don't want to be, you know, in the minority party anyway. So um, <clears throat> I don't know what will happen in the Senate, but uh, now it, it is important what happens in the Senate because if the Republicans take over the Senate in the fall, they can stop a lot of Biden's uh, um, uh, judicial appointments uh, in the next two years if they want to. Uh, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. The federal bench, uh, you know, the president, whoever he is, whatever party basically can appoint federal judges. You basically, Tim, basically just have to flip one seat. If you held everything, if the Republicans simply held serve and just flipped one Democrat seat, they would go into the majority. They'll probably do better than that. Uh, Tim, do you think it's more likely that the Republicans, if if they if Republicans only get one House, which is more likely to happen, Republicans take the Senate or take the House? The House, the House. 
the House of Representatives, <clears throat> the, the Senate. Uh, I, we need to have somebody on maybe who can give us a breakdown on what the Senate looks like coming going into the fall. But the House of Representatives, that's that's to me they can. Uh, th- this will send Pelosi back to San Francisco in her ice cream and her twenty five thousand dollar refrigerator. <laughs> she can go enjoy the homeless uh, people in front of her house and get her hair done. Uh, <clears throat> get her hair done and uh, try to avoid being robbed or mugged uh, on the way to the grocery store where they're shoplifting. <laughs> I would bet. I just uh, described modern-day San Francisco, and don't yeah. take my word for yeah. it. The mayor the other day said as much. Go the ahead, Tanner family from Full House is moving to Texas. I don't know if you've yes. heard that or not, but yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm what joking. Are you, what are you I'm, I'm, I'm just joking. Well, everybody, it just took a second to get that. Everybody, okay, everybody oh, in San Francisco oh, or California okay. who can swing it is well, moving to true. Texas, it seems. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know what? Also, it would be a nightmare for Biden if the Republic. What's, what's going to happen in the fall is going to be a nightmare for Biden because the uh, House representatives will start investigations on stuff like Hunter Biden's uh, international uh, wheeling and dealing yeah. with his with his dad's name, and who knows with his dad's influence, uh, that'll start. And there's just a lot of things that will happen should the House of Representatives flip. And let me just tell you something. I know the the Democrats have been since Trump was in office, they've been petty and vindictive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Republicans are going to have long memories on that, and they're going to—they—they they might just start being a little petty and vindictive themselves. Well, and I, and, and rightly and, so, though, Tim. Yeah. I, I, I mean, when I—I I personally, I think they—they they should impeach the president for dereliction of duty for what has happened on our southern border. Yeah. Oh yeah. That—that uh, that is that is a crisis. That, that, that see that'll be a big. It wouldn't surprise me if Biden just quit. Well, this time next year, he just says, I'm done with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen, uh, I can't because he's not going to get anything done at all. Nope. Not going to be well, with the exception, as I said, of the federal federal uh, judge appointments. Yeah, uh, I will say some of the things that he wants to do in his Build Back Better bill, like um, pam, uh, paid family leave, some of the uh, child care initiatives, there are enough moderate to squishy Republicans out there that would agree to some of that. Well, they would sit down and you talk know about what? This Build Back Better bill, uh, what's it called? Build, well, Republicans build call it Build Back Broke. <laughs> bill? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Build Back Better bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that If the Democrats want to pass those things that they claim are wildly popular with the American people in the Build Back Better bill, <laughs> you got to be careful saying that mm-hmm. on live radio the too bill. fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's risky. Right there, but uh, they, what they need to do is they need to <clears throat> uh, put things for a vote on an individual basis. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, break it. Break all these things in into individual parts. Uh, what the Democrats are, what they what they like to do, is they like to give you this big, massive uh, legislation which has maybe 20% things that the American people would agree with that are good. They put those things out front to say this is what we're voting on, while 80% of it is just socialist garbage. Yep. Okay, or, or the New Green Deal. And this, they wanted to pass amnesty. That's right. For illegal aliens, mm-hmm. illegal people here, illegal immigrants, 
the Democrats wanted this in the Build Back Better bill. Yes. This is what this is what the complaint was from a lot of Republicans was you got tons and tons of stuff in here that has nothing to do with quote Build Back Better. This is just a, uh, a <clears throat> you know a Santa Claus bag full of uh, liberal socialist uh, dare I say Marxist type of uh, goodies that were going to be put into American law in perpetuity. Yep. So uh, that's what was going on here. And I would just say, if you got such great ideas, Democrats, why don't you just put it up for a vote one by one by one by one? They can vote on something every three or four days individually instead of trying to ram everything into a big bill. It's all or nothing uh, that they want to uh, mm-hmm. promote. And well, I think Joe Manchin just killed that. Yes. And and the Democrats, particularly uh, the White House, and they've alienated now Joe Manchin, the uh, the Democrat from West Virginia, that said no. I don't know. Did Kristen Sinema ever weigh in on the Build Back Better bill? No, uh, she she Arizona? hasn't said anything. Uh, Tester she, is the other uh, Montana Democrat. Th- there's there's three or four Democrats who were probably going to vote no, but they're hiding behind Manchin. Yes, let him take all the arrows. Yes. <laughs> Am I right? We now, need you to down that hill, Joe. <laughs> now, Christian Christian Cinema has spoken out against the Voting Act that uh, the Biden administration and the Democrats wanted to push. Oh, through. she has. Yeah. Yes, she has okay. spoken out against that. Oh, well, and, and, well, that's good. That's yeah. good because that means that's dead too. Uh, we can hope so. I, I think what, what's what's going to happen here is um, see. It's just. If you're if you're the Democrats, that's why they're so angry at Manchin because this is it for them. This Build Back Better bill, Ray, they got nowhere their, to go, and no. it is it, it's nothing to do, <laughs> right? Quite frankly, and the re- Republicans Republicans are not going to vote for it. So now one guy, one man, <clears throat> Joe Manchin, has got the courage to stand up to the White House, and they mm-hmm. can't touch him. They can't. Mm-hmm. They can they can fulminate at him, right? They can threaten him, but they can't force Joe Manchin to change his vote. And one man is going to stop Biden's mm -hmm. build back better bill. Good for him. They're also personally attacking him, and he's not taken to that too well. Oh, no. No, no. I I don't know what – they might need him for something else. Right. In the next few months. And, you know, so uh, Joe Manchin has become their John McCain, uh, Hmm. if you will. Remember McCain shot down the overturning of the – Obamacare with right. his thumbs down in the Senate. Mm. This wasn't that dramatic, but it was. Uh, it's that's that's uh, that they they are really upset with him, talking about uh, Joe Manchin. But uh, <clears throat> he said he said no, and I th- that, you're right. I don't Ray. I don't know what what they have to look forward to. That is the Democrats coming up in the in the new year. But uh, uh, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Chris, we got about uh, four or five minutes here. Yes, let's do this. Um, I think it would be something to uh, bring up and end the uh, segment with. There's been a lot of debate as to whether at-home virtual worship is the same as being together in-house for in-house worship. And a lot of people are talking about that again with Christmas just around the corner and uh, some people being fearful of being uh, gathered together in large numbers. There was an exchange earlier today on Fox and Friends between Fox and Friends personality Steve Ducey and mm-hmm. Cardinal Timothy Dolan, and they discussed whether at-home virtual worship is the same as in-house worship. Clip nine. You know, one of the things when we were all super locked down and, and watching the live stream is you feel 
part of it, but at the same time you feel isolated. And that's what people miss by not being able to go back to church because when you gather together, you gather together. So what's your message to yeah. people all across the country as we approach Christmas? Come home for Christmas. Come home to your spiritual home, your parish church, your, your, uh, your wherever you worship and, and praise our Lord for the supreme gift of His only begotten Son that first Christmas, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come on home. Listen to this great philosopher, Steve Ducey, who says, yeah, watching it live stream, watching it online, that's okay for second best, but God intends for us to be together. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Totally. A hundred percent right. Yeah. Look, we all yeah. got used to, you know, wearing our slippers and uh, drinking coffee while we <laughs> sat in the recliner and, and, and wearing the, you know, the sweatshirt uh, and the, all that. We all got used to doing that. Okay. Uh, and that's what we had to do, Tim, for a while mm -hmm. during the pandemic. Right. We all went yeah. to church that way. But Cardinal Dolan is right. It's not the same thing. It's not. No. Virtual <laughs> church. Virtual church has its uses, but there's nothing like meeting with the people of God. <clears throat> but the sermon's boring. You just put your phone on, right? Start scrolling your news or something like that. You can't do that in real church. You know what I'm saying? Well, so. you got to put your phone down low. Yeah. <laughs> well, duly noted. <laughs> stand up, stand up I, for Jesus. Listen, it's as not a preacher, I see not what that, people, not I, that I see I've what ever people. heard a boring sermon in my life. <laughs> Just, 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 I'm just, just saying just, theoretically just, if that happened. Hypothetical example here. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Gathering together with the saints and worshiping God is the, in physical, physically in person is the ideal. That's what we all want, I think. That's why we have churches, right? That's right. All right. Uh, we shall take a break and be back in five minutes with more of today's issues on American Family Radio. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.